New word from the nation's top scientists on the zombie virus that appeared just two weeks ago. They released information saying that the symptoms to watch for are aggression, foaming from the mouth, deterioration of motor skills, and an unbelievable hunger. Be advised that if an infected becomes hostile, the only way to harm them is to shoot them in the head. for episode number four of the Liberty or Zombie podcast, y'all. This is Chuck D. And this is Shooter Dan. Man, been a busy week, hasn't it? It's been a busy night or morning, <laughs> I should say. We've been playing around in the studio all night long. <laughs> yeah, and we're at, uh, it's six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it's coming up on so, six. Uh, we put a lot of a lot of effort into this episode. Um, so we're still new at this episode four, uh, for those of you listening out there, we appreciate it. Please, you know, tell your friends to tune in. We're only going to get better at this. We are not giving up. That's right. And now we are in iTunes finally. Yes. So, you know, let your friends know if everybody that listens to this podcast, all like 20 of you. <laughs> if you tell a friend or two, hey man, we can start getting some real listeners. All right, so do that for us and 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 go check out our our Facebook page. We finally got a little fam uh, Facebook fan page up and uh, feedback. That's so what we some want. Feedback, some emails, please. Yeah, even if we it ain't really even if it, it ain't that nice, it's okay. We like to hear from you. Yeah, it's all good. All right, before we get going, really. Really strong here. I gotta, I gotta give a little shout out to Jason Jason Acres over at the Self Sufficient Gardener podcast. Uh, really like to thank him and appreciate you know appreciation for um, mentioning us on his podcast. Yes, thank you, Jason. And that's right. We listen to the Self Sufficient Gardener. <laughs> and, maybe, and maybe one day we're going to do an episode called uh, something along the lines of. The libertarian philosophy behind gardening. <laughs> uh, Mr. Giddy's gardening? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, that's what we'll call it. <laughs> He's giving me dirty looks. Mm, we just had a, a, a massive uh, outtake before we started here. Where I was laughing too hard because of some stuff. So. Yeah, and y'all hear that uh, in our later episodes when we uh, post some of our outtakes in the special uh, episode for all y'all out there. Yeah, when when we get past fifty listeners, so tell a friend. Yes, please. We need some feedback. Send us some emails. And y'all go, y'all. You know, the idea of gardening is, you know, people think it's boring, but it's not, man. It's really a a calming thing. It it, it really focuses focuses you. You know, growing our first garden this year, it's small, some tomatoes and peppers, and nothing major. <clears throat> so I started listening to this podcast and. uh like I said, just want to thank him. And if y'all, all 20 of you, decide to, <laughs> you need a new podcast to listen to, go over there and listen to his. It's the Self-Sufficient Gardener. He's a good guy. Yep. All right. 
What you got? I don't know. <laughs> well, while he's thinking of something to start us out with, I'll, I want to give a shout out to one of our. Uh, um, we'll have him on soon. Uh, Andy Newmeyer, or we call him Drew. Drew is our, uh, well, our our little pet sound tech. Uh, he helps us with our. Um, he helps us create all our uh, our wonderful sounds uh, and uh, our music intro and all that and uh, stuff that uh, cheeses up our podcast a little bit. Yeah, it makes so it I wanna, so boring. I want to I wanted to give a shout out to him and uh, we'll be introducing him later on down the road in a future podcast. Um, but uh, thanks, Drew, for your help. Really yep. appreciate it. A Good whole job. lot. Any of you people that are listening and you're here on the Treasure Coast, we got a little announcement to make. All right? Yeah, this is important. The 912 Meetup Group here on the in, in Port St. Lucie, Florida, is getting together Thursday night at about 5.30, 5.45 for dinner. And then they're having a, a guest speaker. The guest speaker is named Alan. His name is Alan Schwartz. He's a local uh, gun store owner here. And he's given a, uh, I guess he's given a presentation on mm-hmm. the Second Amendment. Good subject. <laughs> Very good subject. You know, we bought, how many guns have we bought from Alan? And Alan's fine. Yeah. Been good to us. Yeah, he transferred a couple for us, Caltex. Uh, we bought, bought uh, our 9 millimeters. Yeah, Springfield's from there. I also bought an AR-15 from him. Mm-hmm. So I've known him for, even before he had his store built. Um yeah, we bought two PLR-16s, the two Springfields, and your AR. Yeah, and then the Keltex, the PLR-16s. Is that what you said? Uh-huh. Okay, sorry. Um, and he's, he's given us, he's, I guess he's given us a, a speaking uh, presentation on the Second Amendment, like I said, but uh, I got a little outline of what actually is going to be on it. We'll be there. We're signing autographs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be there signing autographs. So, I mean, if twenty listeners show up, you know, come on, come on up. Yeah, and, and, and tell them you heard about the the, the thing on the Liberty or Zombie podcast. Um, he's he, he's got it broken down into different subject matters. That, and I'm just going to read these off. Uh, but I. If you can't make it because you're not from here in Florida, that's fine. But you should maybe look into these these subjects yourself. Um, he's going to review the First Amendment in his speech. Speech. Um, you know, I could even I could probably go off on a tangent about why the First Amendment is so important. Because if it wasn't, we couldn't be doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, He's going to read and explain the two versions of the Second Amendment. When people go, what? Two versions? There's only one. Yeah, but depending on what, depending on whether you're for liberty or you're a zombie, <laughs> depends on which version you read it. You right. know what I'm saying? So he's going to go over that and, and what it really means. Here's one that I'm interested in hearing about. What's it, that? It's called how to shut down any argument about the Second Amendment. Really? Yeah. So that was good. that would be very interesting to to find out his take and what, what and what and what angle he's going to use to just let people know, you know. Um, that gun's good. Zombies bad. <laughs> exactly. Um, he's going to talk about when gun control started and why. And if you don't know when gun control started and why, 
You need to find out. Gun control measures did not take a place until we freed the slaves. You know, we couldn't we couldn't have those newly freed slaves with guns, and so that's when the first laws started coming around. But I'm sure he's going to touch base on that. Um, the truth about gun control and why and why should you have a gun? And then he's going to talk about like uh, sporting guns. Sweet. And, yeah, and, and other fun things to do with guns besides just you know put them in your safe and and admire them and oil them up on occasion. You got to go use them. And uh, if you can't make it, if you're not close by here in Florida, um, we'll I'm sure we'll uh, give a recap. Yeah, we'll give a recap during our our episode shortly after the you know you know we go to the presentation. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to it actually, especially being around some like-minded individuals and you know hearing what some people got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, listen, the the trepanation. I gotta mention this guy on Twitter. Go okay. for it, yeah. The Trepanation. I am going to get your link up on the website. Okay, and I appreciate you putting one up for us. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, we've had some back and forth over over the course of time. He's a good guy. I've been to his site, you know, several times. And people, you know, if you if you have Twitter, follow him on Twitter. Also, Trepanation. Yeah, Trepanation, T-R-E-P-A-N-A-T-I-O-N. We'll have it up on our site. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes for you. And hey, Chris Zump. <laughs> Abby Zump Day to you. Hey. Yeah, she's another one on Twitter. She's uh, she's, She makes me laugh a lot on there with some of the stuff that she comes up with. And then, of course, our one and only buddy, one of the first people we met on Twitter. Got to give you a shout-out to I Hate Matt. Oh, Definitely. Yeah. What's up? I hate Matt. And we're going to be, we've been looking into trying to figure out a way to Skype people in here so that they can actually sit in and, and, and doesn't matter if they're in Pennsylvania or New York or wherever they're from, they can sit in on these conversations with us. Yeah. We're working on guests yeah. and uh, we'll be, uh, you know, having some guests here real soon, liven things up a little bit. We, like I said, we're going to keep working on this thing and, uh, and it's only going to get better. Exactly. All right. So if this Project Gunrunner thing hasn't got you pissed off enough, and if you don't know what's going on, get your head out your ass and start freaking paying attention to what's going on. Please. It is sickening. You know, now there's speculation that Eric Holder actually lied in front of Congress. That bastard. (laughs) Dirty dirty rat bastard. Right. I, I... I don't know what to say, except I started doing a little research on Uh-oh. Eric Holder. Maybe we shouldn't have said that. We'll be having... <laughs> He's just the Attorney General. DEA knocking on our doors here soon. Yeah, I got a few words for the DEA, too. You know? <laughs> Why in the hell, DEA, would you ever um, not classify marijuana as a Schedule One? You know why? Oh, it'll put you out of business. Uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> you know, the federal government just, just came out with a thing where they said... Uh, and it was the DEA who said that there's no medicinal value in marijuana at all and Bullshit. refused to take it off the Schedule 1 list, which a Schedule 1 is the hardest of the hardest core drugs there is. Uh, if anything, it should be Schedule 3, you know? Right. It, and for those of you that want to know more about it, please uh, check out or, or hit up Joe Rogan. Yeah, Joe Rogan's one of the biggest he, advocates out there for He is an expert on uh, that subject. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got to give a shout out to Joe Rogan. Because uh, we was listening to his podcast, too, and we're going, we could do this. Everybody knows Joe Rogan. He's an announcer for the UFC, and uh, he was uh, the you know the one that hosted Fear Factor for many years. And he's bringing and Fear, he, Fear Factor's coming back. Yeah, and uh, he's, his profession is he's a stand-up. He's a very, very funny um, stand-up comedian, extremely funny. You've got to check this guy out, him and his sidekick, and uh, one-of-a-kind um that I, I um, idolize and uh, only hope I can live up one day to be like <laughs> um, Red Band? Red Band. Oh, yes. yes. Red Band, badass. Yeah, Red Band's a badass. Anyway, sorry, we got a little derailed there. I was about to rant on Eric Holder, man. Go for <laughs> thank it. you, thank you for holding me back. <laughs> I started getting actually like a little physical over here with myself. All right, so what's going on? Tell tell us a little bit about what's going on with... Uh... Well, first off, Eric Holder came up on the Clinton administration as the uh, deputy attorney general under the butcher of Waco, Janet Reno. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know about that horror stories, and if you don't, you need to know. Exactly. And that's all we'll say on that. Man, there's so much controversy around this guy from, from almost day one. <laughs> I I don't even know where to start with the controversies, you know. Part uh, his using his White House contacts back then through Clinton to to pardon Mark Rich, who was a known fugitive for, of justice at that time. Um, it, it just goes on and on. And trust me when I tell you that every president pardons people. Dirt bag. Yeah. <laughs> One of the ones that really got me was, do y'all all remember or have you forgotten when uh, during the 2008 election when the Black Panthers stood outside of the polling the the polling places where you went to vote with sticks and clubs in their hands and was was throwing out racial epithets toward white people because mm-hmm. they wanted Obama to get elected. I understand that, but you can't use force and intimidation. There's laws against it. Well, it was Mr. Holder that decided he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna pre- <laughs> press charges against them. You know that they just good old boys. Yeah, oh, anything you can to stop those uh, voters from uh, getting to the polls. Yeah, exactly. It, it just makes my stomach turn to think that the the leading uh, police officer in the nation, the attorney right. general, is going to take. Is going to use his position of power to sub- manipulate. Yeah, to to what is it? What uh, subjectively prosecute who? This one here. Yes, I'll prosecute him, but not this one over here. Uphold the freaking law already. You know, know right? You sworn an oath to freaking Constitution. Please. Oh, he get, don't care about that. Get your thumb out your ass and do it. The Constitution. What? <laughs> yeah, Eric Holder. There's a Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. Get <laughs> used to it. <laughs> Now, whether he lied to Congress uh, in this last week under grilling from from uh, ISA, and I don't remember who, what the other scumbag was up there in, in Washington that was grilling him about Project Gunrunner, but he did make a reference to it down in Mexico at some speech. Um, but don't you know uh, Project Gunrunner? And yeah, tell, tell the folks what uh, about Project Gunrunner. Project Gunrunner started in 2005 under the Bush, Bush uh, organization. Uh, don't even let me get started on that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's changed hands. Right. Like it's going to continue to do. Um, if we don't want uh, to stand up and put a stop to it. 
Project Gunrunner was really a, a they were just trying to bust straw purchases um, and somehow or another it turned into Operation Fast and Furious. Yeah. Give me a break. A really dirtbag move. Um. Now he mentioned Project Gunrunner in a speech like in Mexico uh, in 2009. Okay. So he was aware of, the, of, of that. Operation Fast and Furious was a, a, a campaign that fell with under the jurisdiction of Project Gunrunner, even though it was its own operation. You got what I'm saying? So whether he knew about it or not is you know is to be debated. But I don't care if he did or not. What kind of how people, could he what, not know about it? I don't know that. And he, I, it, he knew about it. He knew about it. it, it not only did you not did he not know He's about the it. Boss. It's like a you know. Yeah. What kind of people you got working for you that you allow that kind of operation to even be ran? You know, our people. Is he claiming he didn't know about it? Yeah, he said. Yeah, he said he only found out about it. Uh, oh my god! In his testimony, uh, he found out about it just a few weeks prior. <laughs> sure, <laughs> you did. You know, people died, and I have to agree with some of the some of the blogs that I've been reading out there, and some of the oh God help me, but the lamestream pundits saying that this this is actually bigger than than could possibly be bigger than actual Watergate. Really? Yeah. Jeez. Well, you what had a cluster. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> because in, in in Watergate, a lot of dirty dealings went down. You know, Nixon used. Uh, his resources to gain access to vital information from from the the DNC. Oh yeah, whatever. Okay, but nobody died. Yeah, and then they were all over him. So why why isn't you know now why hasn't it seems to me like people should be all over this guy for for this you know. But I guess things have changed since then, uh, then and now. Yeah. <sighs> it just burns me up, you know. Here are legal, lawful people wanting to purchase guns, right? And they, they make you jump through all these little loopholes, yet they let them walk right out of the country into, into terrorists' hands. Not to, not to mention what they did to the, you know, doing, uh, to the gun store owners. Yeah. You know, they're, they're between a rock and a hard place. You know, they don't really want to sell these guns, but the ATF coaxed them into, like, go ahead, we're following them, we're following them. But not only that, I found out that... It was in New Mexico at one of the, and forgive me if I'm wrong, it was called the Chaparral Gun Store or something along that lines. And uh, the head of the ATF out there, she got sent sent to Tampa office. Right. To the head of the uh, ATF in the Tampa office. And guess what? She started her own project gun. Oh, sorry. Operation Fast and Furious there. Not only, did she start her, not only did she start her own operation there, but she was sending guns hey, to Honduras. Don't, to the, don't to, let a good scam go to waste, huh? To the, M, <laughs> to the MS-13 gang, Jeez. right, which is the most brutal uh, and largest you know, Latin American gang uh, that, that is out there. Um, and I don't know whether it was send them across the border and have guns coming that way and have them flowing up from the south, from, from Honduras into Mexico, coming that way. Either yeah, way, yeah, yeah. they were flooding Latin America with guns. Oh, because they were all coming from America, so they could say, America, your gun laws are too um, wide open. Yeah. Let, let's close them up so that, you know, you, you can't have the, the poor Mexican people uh, dying from American gun guns brought into the 
into our country. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a hot, touchy subject. Uh, they are coming after our guns and our gun rights people hard. Uh, we've been wondering when it was going to happen, but it's, it's happening right now. Here, it, uh, this was published in the King Salem News. Uh, Salem, yeah, King, the King Salem News. You can go there to kingsalemnews.com. And it says that it, they claim Eric Holder gave false information to the Congressional Committee last May about the ATF operations tied to the death of two U.S. agents. And they said that they have proof. You know, the delivery of almost 2,000 weapons to the Mexican drug cartels cannot be excused, and we and these people need to be held accountable. And if Holder knew about it, which there is great evidence that he probably did, how far up in the Obama administration did it go? Did it end with Holder? Or do you think he got the nod from Obama to go ahead with it too? So uh, tell, exactly, tell, you know, for the listeners, tell them exactly what happened with the with the, the gun store owners in the ATF? Uh, ATF in Texas. Um, it was either New Mexico or Texas or both. I yeah. don't really know. But well, the gun store owners knew that these guys were coming in buying 14, 15 rifles at a time, you know, and they would come back in a couple <laughs> days later and do it again. And they knew that there was something up. They had a conscience. Oh, no, not gun people with consciences. But they had a conscience about it. And... They told the ATF, we don't want to do this. And ATF says, no, go go ahead, go ahead. Allow these purchases. We're following them. They're not going to go nowhere. We're going to bust these people. Everything's cool. And they let them walk right over the border. And Mm -hmm. now is the head of the Zapatas gang, the the Zapatas drug cartel. Right. He just got got arrested. And he was on Mexican television. You know what he was saying? That he bought thousands of guns. From government officials inside the United States and was allowed to truck them over. He got basically an escort back over the border with him. All right. Settle down, Dean. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. <laughs> you know, and these, these are the zombies that's running our country. You know, come on. If you don't have um, any idea of the corruption that's going on, or if you do and you feel like there's nothing you can do about it, there's always something you can do about it. Start a podcast. Start talking to your friends. Start write your governor. Write put your, pressure on the government. You, to, you know, you gotta, to your local state. You have to put pressure on these people because, or otherwise, you know. Or just you know, follow the news uh, on the on the net. Don't don't count on your mainstream media, please. You right. know, it's it's too important. I mean, they they are coming after our gun rights and and. People in other countries that lost their gun rights altogether. Exactly. Total, total ban. Exactly. You know, were once in a position where they probably never didn't think it happened to them. Well, now, you know, <clears throat> I had the Huffington Post article. I can't seem to find it. I know it's, I don't know where it went, where she wrote that the best way to do gun control is to do an end around Congress. Does it sound familiar, EPA? Um, when they. <laughs> Um, do an end around Congress. <clears throat> Nothing will ever get done there. Blah blah blah. Maybe it's through executive action. Yeah, executive that's action. Makes, that's what makes me sick. Is the executive action? You know, this is supposed to be for extreme, extreme emergency situations, but they are totally um, uh, excessive use of a power of, of yeah of a very powerful thing for for yep. for the most stupidest things. It really makes me my stomach turn. So now, 
he's going to write that executive order out and try to clamp down on Americans' yeah. rights they, to get guns. There won't be nothing we can do about it. Nope. <clears throat> There's several things we can do, but... But let me, let me say this, you know. One of, the, one of the last things that makes our country, you know, they've already uh, uh, reduced our country uh, morally and, and everything else. They've already reduced our country to, to almost nothing to what it used to be. I mean, America used to be the shit. Everybody wanted to be in America. Everybody looked up to America. America you know, I was proud to be in America when I was a teenager. American yeah. exceptionalism. And uh, one one of the things that, that we have left that separates our country from other countries is our 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 guns. Yeah, you know, our guns, not the government's guns, not the military's guns, our guns. And uh, Pol, Pol Pot, and, yeah. Hitler, Mussolini, Stalin. What and they know that uh, they're the diehard Second Amendment and gun advocates out there like ourselves. Hey, you, you're gonna have to kill us to take our guns. If, <laughs> Hope it, it don't come to that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna do everything we can to stop it with your help. But uh, it's it, they're, they're trying. Yeah, it, they're trying really hard. You may tell you how how powerful this um, those executive orders when they're written are. You are. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. There's been two very recently signed by Obama. That uh, raises a call a caution flag for me, and I'm sure you and everybody else. Uh, when mm-hmm. he signed in this Council of Governors by executive order, Council of Governors. Anybody heard of that? <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of the Council of Governors, people? If you haven't, uh, don't Google surprise it. me. Yeah, you ain't um, gonna hear about it too much on the news. That's for sure. Use a proxy so they don't know you're looking for it. <laughs> um, but the <laughs> the Council of Governors, they, they've got the country uh, systematically divided up into ten regions, and there are five Republicans and five Democrat governors chosen by the president, along with the head of the Department of Homeland Security, the the leaders of NORTHCOM, and a few other people that sit on this council, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in case of uh, an emergency... Um, yeah, in case of... <laughs> in case of, case of an emergency... Uh, basically, our constitutional republic no longer exists. It falls into the hands of the Council of Governors. Um, there's, I, I downloaded it directly from WhiteHouse.gov. Yeah, they're the executive up their They got their, they get, they got their ducks just about set up. And if you're one of those about time for them to knock them down. And if you're one of those zombies out there to think that this is all coming from Obama, you're nuts. You know, wake no, up! No, 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 because. Where's my damn paper at? <laughs> no, that ain't it. I don't know where it's at, but I got it here, and I'll just ver- just tell you off the top of my head what's going on. It was actually signed in. Uh, it was passed into being through the John Warner Defense Authorization Act of 2007. All right, um, to set up this council, and that was signed by Bush. You know, these people work hand in hand with each other, so he signed. It was in that bill to set up this council. And then Obama comes along and he just picks up the ball mm-hmm. where they were at and continues on. Yeah. And, it, and, and until we break this string. Just like he did with a lot of other things. Yes, a lot of, a lot of other things. 
And, if, and until we break this the string of abuses by the executive branch, you know, from one president to another, a little bit another, of power here. Yep. You know, you you you, know, you kind of see a a pattern, a, a, a definite pattern of uh, abuse of power, <laughs> and it's uh, you know, we'll we'll be touching base on uh, other big subjects on other episodes but uh right now the big topic is this project gunrunner and dirtbag uh ah, I found it. Holder. all right <laughs> it was public law 109-364 or all, also known as the john Water defense authorization act 2007 which was signed by the commander-in-chief october 17 2006 in a private oval office ceremony and it allows the president to declare a public emergency whatever that public emergency he deems is necessary. All right? And station troops anywhere in America and take control of a state-based National Guard units without the consent of the governor of that state or local authorities in order to, quote, and this is in the bill, to suppress public disorder. So I guess if you get out there, you Tea Partiers, and you're going to go out there and, uh, and use your... First Amendment right to protest or whatever you want to do, and they consider it public disorder. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't make any sense why they would even put this stuff in. This, oh, yeah. It's abuse of power, you know, and it's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, President Dirt bag. <laughs> it says here, and I'm reading this from Frank Morales. I take that back. Maybe it shouldn't be. Yeah, they're not, I, no, I don't. They're not dirt bags. We love them. <laughs> yes, they are here to protect us. Please. <laughs> we need your protection. <laughs> <laughs> Can you help us, please? Yeah. I'm just a little guy. Give us some money. <laughs> yeah. President Bush seized this unprecedented power on the very same day that he signed the equally odious Military Commissions Act of 2006. In a sense, these two laws complement one another. One allows for torture and detention abroad, while the other seeks to enforce acquiescence at home, preparing to order the military onto the streets of America. Remember the term for putting an area under military law enforcement uh, control. It's, it's called martial law. All right, And we have things uh, that were passed, like the Posse Comitatus Act, of 1878 that does not allow the military to perform police actions on in the borders of America. It is illegal to do so. Oh, they don't care about that. What am I? What am I ranting about? Dude? You can do. You can do it all you want. Yeah, we'll be good people. We'll, That's <laughs> oh, what you, it is. Wake up, man! Wake up, people! You want me to get into that cattle car? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be safer in your wagon, your your cage. Yeah, I'll be. I will be safer in the cage. That's what they told all the people during Katrina. Here, get in the Superdome. You'll be all right. Section ten seventy six of this massive authorization act. Get back in that state. Oh, by the way, it grants the Pentagon another five hundred plus billion dollars for its for its ill advised adventures. Uh, is entitled to quote use the armed forces in major public emergencies. Section three three three. Major public emergencies and interference with state and federal law or states that, quote, this is a quote from the bill. The president may employ the armed forces, including the National Guard, 
in federal service to restore public order and enforce the laws of the United States when, as a result of a natural disaster epidemic or other serious public health emergency, terrorist attack or incident, or other condition in any state or possession of the United States, the president determines, or the president determines, because he's one step away from the dictatorship. (laughs) Sorry. He determines that domestic violence has occurred to such an extent that the constituted authorities of the state or possession are incapable or refuse or fail, even if the state says, nah, I'm not going in there to to, to clamp down on the people. He says, ha, ha, step aside, little state. (laughs) We will send in the big dogs. Um, uh, Incapable of maintaining public order in order to suppress in any state, any insurrection, domestic violence, unlawful combination, or conspiracy. Was that a knock at the door? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. (laughs) <laughs> might be telling us to shut up oh my goodness people yeah it's uh we thought we had problems with our alright the law facilitates militarized police roundups and detention of protesters so called illegal aliens Potential terrorists and other undesirables. Potential what? What the hell is an, a potential undesirable? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do you see where this is going? It's like they're building like a little. Uh, uh, um, I, I don't even know how. It, well, hell, well, you know what was it, Bush? You know, he called he called it out right in one of his uh, um, statements that uh, you know we're terrorists. Because if we don't, you know, like everything they're doing, well, you're a terrorist. Exactly. You know? It's uh, stupid. Yep. And the state, the centralized governmental state is nothing but a bloated parasite that is just feeding off the lifeblood of America. You know? Get off our backs. Leave us alone and leave, let us be. And I'm sure we'll be a lot safer if we put our own security back in our own hands like our nine millimeter. <laughs> anyway, people, thank you for bearing with me as I, I got this out of my system. It's been building up for a couple of days, and I have been. It has, man. It's been eating them up. <laughs> I, I, it's ridiculous. It eats me up too. It, it uh, it's, it's uh, stupid, stupid shit that we don't uh, need to be doing. They could be. I got lots of more things to uh, to be doing, like uh, you know, with the debt ceiling and all that. But no, they they're focusing on all this stupid shit to take our guns away, and uh, we ain't letting it happen. They better step back. And let, let, and let's not forget who drives this legislation and who controls the the the, the power. What they call us? Um, undesirables. They called us undesirables. Mm-hmm. Um, let's don't forget what who, who drives this, and that's the international bankers. All right, they're the ones that has the money. They're the ones in control of the military-industrial complex. Because right here, they put it in the same in the same bill. Uh, and it says here that the the government infrastructure division was awarded an indefinite delivery and quantity contract to support U.S. immigration and customs enforcement. Okay, oh, sorry, customs enforcement facilities in the event of emergency, and it was KBR. Kellogg, Brown, and Root, a subsidiary of 
Halliburton, who got this um, non-compete contract worth over $385 million over a five-year term to create temporary detention and processing capabilities to augment the existing ICE detention and removal operations. Uh, it points out that KBR is the engineering and construction center of Halliburton. So in addition to authorizing another $532.8 billion for the Pentagon, including a $70 billion supplemental provision, which covers the cost of this ongoing mad military maneuvers in Iraq and Afghanistan and other places, the new law signed by the president in a private White House ceremony further collapses the historic divide between the police and the military, a telltale sign of a rapidly consolidating police state in America, all accomplished amidst ongoing U.S. imperial pretensions of global domination sold to a quote emergency managed and seemingly willfully gullible public as a global war on terrorism yeah but was what, what we talked about like a few years ago it was like three years ago we talked about it uh, when bush was in office and they had uh, set aside a budget of like 800 what was it 800 million for for uh detaining that's what i just read yeah that's yeah, it that's it Yes. Holy cow. Yeah, for, to create these... Um, so they, they've had this plan, and, and you know, for a while. Uh-huh. And, and it's like all coming together for them, it seems, is what, what really uh, gives me the creeps. The zombies are, like, organizing, you know, now they got around the national ID card with, uh, with the new uh, driver's license card, right. if you want to call it that. It's not a driver's license, people. It's a national and ID you find, card. You'll find out when you go to renew yours that it's no longer a driver's license. And you people that just tried to renew yours, you, you know what I'm talking about. And I think North Carolina uh, is still trying to fight the Real ID Act up there. Go ahead, North Carolina. If you can pull it off, go for it. <laughs> no doubt. Florida gave in because we need those federal money. Oh, but we do need a national ID. Yep, so it, they can categorize us. As undesirables. Or terrorists. <laughs> Or, or whatever, or, or just monkeys. Oh, hey. Yeah, yeah. We got to get rid of all the gorgeous monkeys. You know, you never. Yeah. When you start uh, having to go to this line and that line, and you're going this line and you go in that line, as a national emergency is going on, you'll you'll quickly start to realize that uh, how familiar it sounds like where you're at. Yeah. You know? So now, like kind of like Germany during World War Two. Now and not having to go, you know, to the feed troughs. Of FEMA when some sort of oh, militarized yeah. militarized uh, emergency happens, and so it starts becoming apparent why you should maybe grow a garden and learn a little bit. Yeah, be self sufficient. That's, that's the whole key. What America was founded upon the principle of self sufficiency. No doubt. You know you. Uh, but hey, for those of you that don't want to listen or believe, or you know, think it's uh, want to shut their eyes and put their fingers in their ears, you know, what do we say? Yeah, that's another another zombie egg. You know, what we call a zombie, also in a different category. Right. You got you got your really wacko zombies, and then you got your zombies that uh, just don't want to don't want to pay attention to anything. They don't, don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They're scared. Yes. By design. By design. Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier to come home, crack the beer, and watch uh, American Idol. It's just it's so much easier when you don't have to 
think about what's going on because there's nothing you can do. And That's right. There's nothing you can do. And for those and that want to know, and I know there's a lot of people that are growing by, by every day that want to know, you know, that are waking up and want to know what, what the hell is going on. Everything will be okay. <laughs> there's lots of information out there, man. They're, they're from the government. They're videos. If you don't like reading off, uh, you know, online or reading books, you know, get a, the videos galore out there. They're here to if help you. If you want to learn. And, uh, they you know, will when save you. <laughs> when you start seeing these people in, in their, their stature in society or their position in society, these, uh, you know, people that work for the IRS and, you know, deep in the, in the government that are coming out and, you know, talking on these videos, these, these aren't conspiracy. Pots, no. Yeah, these aren't crackpot conspiracy theorists. These are legitimate, uh, successful government officials that uh, just don't agree with what the hell's going on, and got got out and turned, you know, started. They're whistleblowing on the on their own government. Yeah, way to go, people! Uh, you know, government officials that are uh, let you know letting us know what the hell's going on and turning not you know turning their backs on the the. The bad shit that the government's doing, you know, my hat's off to you. That's it. Well, I hope y'all made it through our rant tonight, (laughs) but I had to get it off my chest. And I will tell you from time to time as uh, more things arise. Look it up, Project Gunrunner. Yep. Uh, Look it up. The John Warner Defense Authorization Act of 2007. Look it up. In Florida, look it up. Uh, look up the Council of Governors. Oh, yeah, he just signed an executive order this week about the... Um, <laughs> He's just got oh, that pen of uh, power and going to town, eh? The, <laughs> hey, you're, yes. He just signed... And I don't know enough about this one. Maybe it'll be on the next podcast. It's something about the government oversight of the rural community or... What? I don't... I don't know. It's like... They're all something new. We can't have them people out in the country being self-sufficient. Oh, no. No. Hey, I'll leave you with this analogy before we go. I hear the black helicopters. You hear that? Yeah, I heard them already. (laughs) Yeah, conspiracy my ass. You know, when it's right here in black and white and one president picks up where the other one left off and continues down that road, where are they going? We need a we need a phone, a red phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just like Glenn Beck, we get us a red phone in there. Who's going to call us though? I don't know. Alex Jones, <laughs> please. <laughs> nah. Um, Alex is cool. Glenn's cool. It, 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 here's a here's an old, old story. Dirtbag. And, dirt and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this this story like I don't I, I don't even know it that well. I just know it somewhat, and it's the best way to catch catch hogs. What's that? Yeah. There was a story about this farmer, and he, you know, he's growing his, he's growing his fields, and he goes, you know, and he's having hog problems. The hogs were like eating up his all of his food, you know, all of everything he was growing, and he's like, so he starts telling people, "I will pay you to come and kill these hogs," you know, you know, and then he had a couple takers. They'd come in there, and they would, yeah, they would come in there, and they would, they'd shoot a hog or two, but. You know, they they breed quite profusely, and they would always be there, and he had this ongoing problem, and this one guy goes, i tell you what, I'll get rid of all your hogs. <laughs> and he's like, all right. So he goes out, and he says, but you guys leave me alone for, for, about, like fun. for about two weeks. I'll get rid of all your hogs. 
Farmer yeah. says, I'll leave you alone out in the field. You go get my hog out of here. I'll be fine. About two weeks later, that man drives up that farmer's driveway with a truckload full of hogs out of his field. He goes, uh, get him in his truck. <laughs> yeah. This, 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 this is the story. He goes out, and he goes out, and he starts feeding the hogs. He puts the bowl out, the trough. Yeah, the trough. <laughs> the trough. He puts the trough out. Start, he loads it up full of goodies, you know, and the hogs here, here come up. And, hugs. Yep, and the hogs come up from everywhere eating out this trough. <laughs> They're just eating, oh, eating. man, that welfare trough. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and then next thing you know, so he goes, all right, I got him eating out the trough. So he puts up one single fence right next to the trough. So they have to go around to one side to eat. <laughs> Well, you know, the hogs come up and they go, oh, what the, fuck? F- what the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, go right around this, huh? Yeah, and they go right over and they say, uh, who cares? We're eating. <laughs> and they're just eating at the trough. They're just eating at the trough. <laughs> exactly. You know? And a little while later, the man goes, all right, I got one fence up. The hogs are still eating. I'll put up fence number two. And he puts up fence number Uh-oh. two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> the hogs come up. They're skeptical at first. but They're like, oh, who cares? We got to eat. <laughs> and they go in there and they Drop. start eating. And so you see where the story's going. Uh, <clears throat> so then eventually, as they get used to the two fences up, they put the third fence up. And then with the, of course, the trough is way back in the back, you know? So the hogs only have one way in and one way out. Uh-huh. They go in. They get some. They run back out. They go in, get some more food. Run back. Eventually, they go. Ah, no, nah, hell no. Eat. They run in there, they, man. They, they gotta get that at trough. In mass, they run in there. Shut the, the gate behind them. And that's it. That's it. They're caught. Yeah. Do you know? Keep eating out that word for a while. That's it. Yep. And with that, people, we say good night or good morning. Follow us on iTunes. Please, please, um, send us uh, emails. Uh, you can find our email uh, on our site. Yeah. LOZpodcast at gmail.com. L-O-Z. Send yeah. us some, uh, you know, if there's some material you want us to cover or feedback on our show, please. We, we need feedback, people. You know, we're not going to give up no matter what, but... Uh, you know, it'd be nice to get to get some emails from listeners. Yeah, and uh, we appreciate all those listening. I think what what were we up to, D, on our, our listeners so far? Twenty five, twenty <laughs> five or thirty. Yeah, yeah. Tell a friend, tell them to come see us. Let's see what we're about. Come take a listen. We are, you know, we're, I'm really happy that we're on iTunes now. And if you want to be a guest, let us know. Get in touch with us through Twitter. Yeah, we're going to be getting it set up so, you know, we can, uh, you know, stream people in or Skype people in. You don't have to be here in our, off our battle station, uh, the battle station to uh, be a guest. Um, but we are going to have some guests in the battle station here real soon. So now we're going to sign off from the battle station. Thanks for listening. And y'all have a good night. Later, folks. Thanks for listening. Don't be a hog. <laughs> Zombie